This is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Peace. Welcome <laughs> to the Rabbit Hole Podcast. It's been about a week or so since my last podcast. We actually uh, had some good conversations with uh, a few other uh, individuals um, the last few episodes. So I want you to be sure to check us out on Blog Talk Radio under uh, the Rabbit Hole Podcast and check them out. Today, we are having a conversation with a young person today. Normally, in a lot of our podcasts, we talk to uh, professionals who've been in their careers for 10, 15, 20, even sometimes 30 years, and we get their perspective on life and um, how, you know, what what, what they're doing kind of in the middle or maybe in a few of those situations, maybe you know, coming to the end of their career where, where they're about to retire and, um, you know, do other things or continue doing what they're currently doing. But today, uh, actually, but lately, I've been thinking about um, the youth. Um, over the last week or so, I've been out of town uh, in Michigan. Uh, I have a lot of family there, and I have uh, went to some of the graduations of uh, my niece and my little sister. Um, they both graduated um, out of high school, two different high schools in a different part of the town in, in the small town of Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, one school was Heritage, and another one was Bridgeport High. Um, one One class was actually fairly big, maybe about 300. 50 students at the Heritage School. It's supposed to be like a uh, a specialty school of, uh, of language and arts. And um, the you know there's a lot of students. They actually had a lot of uh, students there who were going to. I believe I heard one was going to Yale and another one was going to Harvard. And these kids got up and they kind of uh, did their speeches um, throughout the graduation ceremony. I was pretty impressed with where a lot of these the minds of these uh, kids were. Um, I sat back and listened and tried to understand their perspective of life. Um, and I believe some of them they basically had a pretty good idea of what life is. It's all about it's for them. It's hard work. It's dedication to your craft and um, the importance of education. Um, that was at one high school, and then another high school uh, was Bridgeport High School, and um, it was a shorter uh, ceremony. Uh, it was a smaller class, maybe about 120 some odd students, um, and uh, you know, a lot of the students got up who spoke. Uh, they were very emotional about you know leaving high school, and you know, they really wondered what the next steps for themselves would be. Um, even I believe one of the superintendents of the school districts there mentioned something about, um, you know, keeping your friends that you, you know, created those bonds with during high school and carry those over to, um, you know, to into your 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 life into college into after college. Uh, keep those bonds, um, but most importantly. Continue your education, continue to develop your mind, continue to experience life. So um, that this had me just sitting back contemplating, you know what, what is it like for these young individuals who, you know, been in high school? And, of course, 
you know, we can kind of say high school is kind of like a bubble. You know, you're going as a ninth grader, you're not knowing what's going on in the high school and, you know, you don't really know a whole lot of people. Um, but then all of a sudden you're a senior. You're at the, you know, you're at the, the top of the class, sort of say, the top of the school or you, you're a senior student. You've been through all of the rigmarole and role and the, the challenges of uh, high school. Um, you've developed your social networks. You know all of the teachers. You've completed all of the coursework. Um, you have some experience in that environment, and you feel pretty comfortable and confident in that environment. But what happens when you leave college? There's that time between uh, high school and then you enter into college. Um, you know, a lot of students, and they have to kind of uh, go back to being that uh, that freshman in a bigger college in, in a lot of situations where there's no longer uh, 100 kids in your class um, overall, um, but there are thousands. You know, you're you go from being a big fish in a small pond to a, a minnow in a huge ocean of people and ideas and concepts and politics and things of that nature. So that leads me to our next guest. Uh, he's a college student. Um, he's a inspiring artist, uh, musical artist. And I actually seen this same young man years ago actually go through uh, actually one of the best high schools in the Bay Area. Um, I know his parent, parents personally, um, very uh, educated, um, you know, very uh, dedicated to uh, education, the structure of their family, um, but most importantly, the dedication and love they have for one another. Um, it outshines it all, and it's very obvious. Um, so I was thinking about uh, Carter. That's his name. I'm not sure if you want to use his his uh, his uh, his hip-hop name or not, but we'll get to that shortly. Um, but I, I was thinking about Carter, and I know during high school he was extremely, extremely, every time you talk to him, he always going a couple layers down, always really conscious. Um, and, and, and it was no mistake because his parents are exactly like that. It, you know, they're very, uh, serious. Of course, they enjoy having fun and they, but they, but, but education is definitely the center of that household, which I really appreciate. And that's the kind of way, I, uh, we raise our children here as well to really be a conscious, deep thinker, um, be curious of just how things work, uh, understand politics and so on and so forth. And Carter's one of those guys. So I follow him on Facebook and I know that over the last two years, he's produced quite a bit of music, even shoot videos and do all kinds of cool things with, uh, with media. And of course my background, academic background is in media and communication. So I thought it would be interesting to bring on a young person and get their perspective on what 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 it's like to live, uh, you know, in this period of time for them. You know, is it is it is school easy? Is it difficult? Is life easy? Is it difficult? Um, is trying to live out your dreams um, as easy as you know we think it is? Um, you know, we have these concepts in high school, or as we get younger, when I grow up. 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Um, you know, I live with my parents. As soon as I get outside of my parents' house, I'm going to be able to do so much more. I'm going to be able to drive my car. I'm going to be able to stay out at night. I'm going to be able to make millions of dollars. And then the reality hits. Your, your parents are no longer there to support you, um, to guide you, to you know, nurture you. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and bring Carter on. But before we do that, I want to go ahead and change the format of the show a little bit. Um, I'm trying to play around with these applications and just, you know, learn as I go along here uh, with these iPads. I mean, I'm sorry, these podcasts. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and play some music from Carter this time. And then at the same time, I'm going to also attempt to bring him um, on the call. So what we're going to do is I was listening to this song. This is one of his current songs. It's called Conscious. I believe you can find that um, on SoundCloud. I believe it's on SoundCloud, definitely on YouTube because I've seen a video. Um, But let's see if we can go ahead and pull that song up and start it. And I be ripping bone, yelling long live me I'm too bright for these shadows, but they all I see And if I die in the west, my sunrise in the east Ain't got no time for your lies, bitch, crime me creep You chose your side, ho And I ain't being spiteful But I hope your future niggas know that you're recycled and back to me though, I'm chiefing it in Cheetos R.I.P. I beast on my title, it was beast by me, ho I'm sleeping in my street clothes Baby, be my peacoat and stroke it like a free throw I am not the diesel, so I hit it like he don't Ball like Dr. Evil, ball like I got cheat codes Hit the booth and shoot a rocket, then I reload I turn that beef into Beatles, it's needless for you to try to compete with me You think it's a battle, I'm just laughing at the scenery Nigga, don't even speak to me I put that hoodie on my head and walk up in the store I need to pee, and then I stole the soda And I believe in karma, now I'm pretty sure I got a bowler But all I know is trichomas and trichomas, I'm a stoner And I fell asleep alone, but I know there's plenty of fish in the sea So I'm a beachcomber, and the best freezes in the deep ocean So I'ma run into the title and get my feet soaked and keep floating Take yourself, I ain't fire, nigga, keep joking I'm laughing and cackling, grabbing my nuts and ash in this blunt Dashing rabbits, you ashes are actually trash Get that ass in the bag and cleaning up Your shit was getting musty and funky And I didn't want to interrupt your bluff, but your fiction Bitches a slut. The beat was kinda whack, so I had to mute it. I rap like I'm superhuman. It's risky to go against me with all of your crap shooting. Shooing to win it all. You're crewing to booing you. The mutant is in the room and I'm pooing you in a tomb. Put two and two together. Put two with is better. I'm Fred Kruger, but scary. You're getting screwed on a regular. I got a pair of nuts apparently. Prepared to be upstairs in the bed with a pair of queens. They know who the fair will be. Barreling down the road of your mind. And the exit sign is your spine. And I'm doing 90. I'm high as a fighter. Okay. I'm smiling. My eyes are on the back and I'm trying not to die. Hey, Carter? Yeah. How you doing, man? Can you hear me? I'm good. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? I'm good. Good, man. Right now, you are live and direct on a Rabbit Hole podcast. Uh, first off, I'd like All to right. thank you for being on the the podcast this morning. I know that uh, you probably have a few things going on this morning, man, but just wanted to uh, bring you online and talk to you about what's what's going on. In, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Hey, yes, yes. <laughs> so, anytime, anytime, man. So, let's talk about Carter, or should we say Cap- Captain C? Captain. Um, Captain C. I know that that's your your your, your, your is that your stage name, your your hip hop name, uh, your entertainer. Yeah, you know entertainer's that. Name. 
it's like how, it's like I was giving a name, you know, and then like everybody's giving a name by their parents, you know, but uh, being able to, you know, I create a captaincy so I can that's my creation, you know, so it's so I can use that to you know put my art and everything else that I do, and then you know right. be Carter at the same time, so it's it's cool. <laughs> Right. What, how did you come up with Captain C? Um, let me see. Captain C is about, at first, at first it was just the captain. You know, that was back when I was, you know, like 16, 15. Um, it was just the captain. But, uh, you know, now it's like I see it instead of being the captain, it's like the idea of leadership itself. Captain C isn't just you know, a single captain or whatever. It's just the idea of leadership, taking control. So I see that as taking control of myself and my experience here and what influencing it, how I can, you know. And it's not it's not to say that, uh, not to say that, you know, I, I don't look to other things for inspiration and how to, how to do and how to do what I'm doing, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm the one who's steering the boat. And, and so captaincy's like, Taking, taking that control, taking that power to, to steer this, and yeah, that's what it's all about. Right, right. So it's kind of like that, that independence. Uh, you're, you're now kind of, uh, like you said, man, uh, taking control of your own life and uh, basically creating the reality that you want um, in, in this period of time of your life. I get that, man. Yeah, basically. And, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's good, man. So, um, I, I w- before you came on, I kind of did like an introduction. And today's podcast, of course, we wanted to talk to you and talk about what's going on with Captain C at this period of time. But then the man behind Captain C, right, uh, and the, the music, the life, and what general, generally what's going on um, with students or, you know, Young people that's in your same age, I would say probably early twenties. Um, you know, graduated high school a few years ago. I would like to get the perspective of you know what's going on with you know the youngsters today. You know, students who you know went through high school, you know, doing college right now, and you know, kind of get an idea, trying to get an idea of you know what what the challenges are. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges that you guys actually, um, you know, I, I think you would be a great representation because I, I, I follow you on Facebook. And, of course, me and your parents, we're, Lee and I, we're good friends of your parents. And we, we understand them. We understand you. Um, but I haven't been able to talk to you in a few years. So just want to get an idea yeah. of what's going on with, uh, you know, young people who's trying to make a way, who's trying to um be a leader who's trying to have that gain that independence mm-hmm. so what what's what's going on with you? We spoke earlier we talked a little bit about school you graduated out of grade school in the bay area here um uh, so what's going on with you these days um I mean I can't speak for everybody obviously but what i what I've noticed is that especially with the technology we have at our at our disposal for the first time. Like, we're the first generation to, to like, be fully, like, really integrated into using these devices to, to connect and understand the world around us. And um, 
the, one of the things I'm noticing is because of this access, we're able to to see what's out there in the world and have it in our hands and know that, oh, that's what Italy looks like. You know, that's what, wow, the ancient Greeks did this there, and I can go there eventually. But then we're noticing we can't actually do that. We can't go experience it for ourselves because we're locked into, you know, the track. Like, we got to go to go to high school, finish high school, go to college, get out of college, you know, get a degree, get a job. And that's just even lucky enough to get education in the, in the certain way that I got. So it's, I mean, a lot of, when I'm noticing there's some people my age that are, you know, that are trying to fight it, trying to make a change, trying to do what they want to do and, and continue to, to grow and let themselves, you know, manifest in the world. But other people are, you know, they can be like, I got to get a job. I got to go to work. I got to do all this other stuff that they don't really want to do. And it's weird. You know, so many people just don't do what they want to do because they can't. And so well, for me, I feel like I'm... They, 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 they do what they got to... They do what they don't want to do because they can't live their dreams, especially at uh, such a young age. Why is that? That's that's interesting. Um, I wouldn't even, I mean, not even living dreams. Like for me, I'm not, I'm not living a dream. I'm not, I'm not doing nothing crazy. It's just, it's just like what I'm, I guess, passionate about and I'm right. able to do it. Just to, and what, and that, what that is is just expressing myself. And, and for some reason I feel, like I'm able to express myself, and I don't really, I don't, I don't care about the consequences of that. And there's so many consequences against expressing yourself these days, you know. And it's it's weird because as as people get older and as they lock more and more stuff down, people are not going to express themselves anymore, or that expression will be controlled. And when that expression is controlled, then it's not. It's like it's like putting on a theater show. You're not you're not seeing anything new. And it's it's just stirring the pot, you know? It's not where we need to right, be. Right, right. You make a very good point. So I don't know. I was reading some, I was reading huh? some the other day. I was reading some the other day where they were saying, like, a lot of politicians who want to have a Senate seat or, you know, work in the White House or, you know, work in their local government, that a lot of the stuff that they did during their college years, uh, you know, they, you know, a lot of that stuff was posted on through social media on your Instagrams, on your Facebooks, on your MySpace, and all this. And when they do those background searches, they, you know, find, uh, you know, they they find you know, a lot of the, the the situations that these young people get themselves into, and that disqualifies yeah. them for the job, no matter if it was, you know, they're in. Cabo San Lucas, you know, taking tequila shots and, you know, just, just having <laughs> a good time and just doing what, you know, young young people actually do um, so that, yeah. that can disqualify them. And even a lot of employers these days, uh, when you send out for a, uh, you know, a job application or you submit a job application, they ask, actually yeah, ask you check. for your, your LinkedIn account number as well as your Facebook account information. So your employers are actually mm-hmm. checking too. So it's, it's, it's interesting that you kind of keyed in to to that perspective that a lot of folks, they can't really use their voice because everything is being monitored. And once it's being monitored and stuff, it can actually impact 
what they do in the future. But I see that you take the stance that, you know what, you're going to go ahead and live the life that you feel you need to live to be to be free, to be able to be free to um, to be human, to to be human, which is very because I feel like a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people, it's like it's like they're uh, preparing a generation to work, you know, making sure you have this fake, clean life, you know, and, like, hide what you really do behind the scenes. Like, everybody does stuff, you know what I mean? Everybody gets home from work, and, you know, whether it be, you know, you get home and you pour a glass of wine or you, you know, you, uh, I don't know, smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, you you know, unwind in whatever way you do. Nobody's, nobody's perfect. It's not even perfect. Everybody does certain things. It's just some people know about it and some people don't. Anybody who says they they don't do something like that is kind of, I don't know, I don't know if that's, if they're being, you know, really real with you if they say that they're not, or that they don't have something that they do that maybe looked down upon in a certain light, you know? And if we're just preparing right. people to work these these corporate jobs, that's ridiculous because you can't, like, the humanity of it is gone because those you know, everybody knows these jobs are to make money, and if everything's, if we're just living life to make money, then what are we doing? What's the point? Money's paper. Interesting. So I see it. Yeah, a lot of people do look for, to corporate America to have careers, um, you know, and in a lot of situations, it's just as you actually kind of said originally, that people, instead of doing what they don't like doing, that they're actually doing what they extremely love doing. And that might just happen to be working for a corporate American company, um, you know, being a lawyer, being a software designer, being a, you know, healthcare professional, um, you know, being a doctor. Um, you know, a lot of people really, really thoroughly enjoy, enjoy that part. And, you know, in another part of it, that there is a sense of security um, when you work for those bigger corporations and stuff because of the, you know, retirement, because of the uh, stock yeah. options, because of the health care, uh, you know, the, the care because of the just the group of people that they are, just professionals. So Yeah, which all goes um, back down to money. So it's it's weird just how, like, the role that money plays in everything, like, mm-hmm. that all that security and comfortability comes from the they know that they're getting paid for it. I mean, I'm sure people that, that do love to practice or whatever they're doing, whether it be, you know, lawyers or doctors and stuff like that. But, like, in the big the big scale of it, it's just what can we do to make the most money? And it's, it's kind of, I don't know, it's not looking good these days. And, okay, so... That that that's interesting that you say it's all about the money. How for for a young person yourself who's making you know trying to make your mark in life, you know how how do you actually survive? Man, how do you eat? You know how do you keep gas in your car? How do you? Man, uh, for me right now, I'm I'm still living at home because I'm in between school. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess when I'm I'm still in that I guess pre phase of it all and. Uh, before I glide into the real world, but mm. what's the real world? You know, it's, I mean, it's the same. It's just what circumstance is. You just do what you can in the circumstance. You, you can't like you have no other option. You just do what the circumstance dictates. You know, focus on the task right. at hand. I feel like I'm in position. Like I don't have to to you know work 40 hours a week and and you know provide for a family or provide for a house and everything else, but. So instead, what I do with my time is I try to 
I look at what's what's going on and I try to speak towards that through right. what I express. Right. Nice. Nice, man. That's one one thing I always respected about you, Carter, man. You've always been very conscious, man. You've always been um, always in the moment. Um, and, and a lot of times when you're a lot younger and, you know, you will hang out with, with Desmond or, or uh, you know, we'll be conversating with your, your parents, hanging out. Um, you know, you always be, you always look like you're always thinking, man. And through a lot of your music that I listen to, it definitely shows that you do think. Um, and I, and I really appreciate that for you. So you, you are, you are a college student. Like you said, you're, you're between colleges. The the story that you were telling me earlier, right. Um, regarding college and what's that? When you were, when when you were when you were actually uh, researching colleges, you found this one college, and they were saying that it was um, this type of college. But when you got there, you discovered that it was something completely different. At what point during that period of your education did you decide to, like, you know, what this is not what I want to do? That I'm going to go ahead and transfer into another program. Um. Well, I mean, ever since just the last college I was at, that was my uh, what my third different school so far since I graduated. Um, and I guess so when I first went to school, I was at uh, one school in New York, and you know that was a more traditional school. And um, so like you know, big lecture classes, uh, you know, not a lot of one-on-one professor time. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was in a kind of what's it called? Um, I forget what it's called. Some kind of. I just took a bunch of random classes, basically, just to see what I wanted to do. I took a lot of psychology classes at first, um, and you know, I always wanted to do music, and so I guess I kind of just used what I learned to, you know, see the world in more ways. So psychology, I started thinking about how people think. And not just, you know, out of the textbook, but I started, you know, uh, just doing a lot of other research on my own about, you know, how do people think, why do people think what they think. And then that led me to thinking about anthropology and sociology. Why do people do certain things? Why, why do these systems exist? How does all this work? You know, like I really became interested in how this all works, you know, because in my, in my first experience when I was at school, I kind of slipped through the cracks because I wasn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to do out of school. Like, I wanted to do music. I didn't know what I wanted to do academically because I kind of just, I want to know everything, you know what I mean? I want to I want to, I want want to, to look around and be like, oh, that's that, that's that, that's that. This is why, you know? But uh, I, there was not, like, an exact program to do that through school. So I became kind of autodidactic in my approach to just understanding things. And <clears throat> I found that the best way to learn is just to experience. You know, so uh, after after I was in New York, moved to Seattle, I was doing um, I did a, like professional program just so I could learn how the corporate world works. You know, what's what's what games are they playing behind those doors? What are the politics of it? How does somebody rise in their business and become a CEO? How does somebody become a billionaire? I met a billionaire. That's crazy. That's crazy. A billionaire? <laughs> I was. I was like, man, how you how you have a billion dollars to yourself? 
It was a dude who, who uh, I think, started T-Mobile or something. That's ridiculous to me. But what did he say? Just so. What do you mean? What like, did he say did... when you asked him? Like, how do you have a million, a billion dollars to yourself? Just working. He said it's all about timing and being in the right place at the right time and knowing, being confident in what you're doing and and looking at. Because he 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 came in with uh, T-Mobile right at the beginning of the, I think, right at the beginning of cell phones and when the towers started being built. And I think he kind of just, he kind of just looked at it sideways for a little bit and then figured out how to, how to come in at the right angle and provide something nobody else was providing at the time. And then he just built it and kept working. And then next thing you know, he owns part of the Mariners and Seahawks, all that stuff. So... But yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, just through experiencing different stuff, I kind of just looked at other people's experiences and seeing, like, comparing contrasts against mine. And then by doing that, you know, I kind of figured uh, everybody has their own story. I got my own story, so I got to just, as long as I have a golden head and, and I have an idea of what I want to do, I can do it. So I just started, you know, keeping on doing it. Right, right. So so currently, uh, that, that that's good, man, and, and and I believe you're absolutely spot on when you talk about um, it's all about experience. Um, so when when we had an interview last week um, with a gentleman, um, Akubundu, he was basically saying that you know you 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 of course you use education to get ahead, but it's also important to use education to um, you know, understand the systems and everything around you. But most importantly, don't let education use you. Um, it's more yeah. it's, it's very important for us to um, you know, like you said, go out into the world, experience and actually learn through the experience. Um, because of course, like you said, we can get online and we can um read about what happened in Greece, you know, hundreds of years ago. But that experience, you can't really put it into context unless you actually go mm-hmm. to, to Greece, right, and test the Pantheon yeah. um, and, you know, actually go to the museums and, and read or talk to an elder that's been there for all of his life or talk to another youth that's your same age that, that's from there. Um, so experience is really a good way of learning and understanding a little bit more about life. Um, so, so you're, you're currently between colleges, you're about to start another college. Um, what, what, what part of this next college really interests you? What, what made you think that, you know what, this is a college that, um, I will get, you know, all of the needs that I'm looking for, um, I'm taking care of. Um, well, I'm going to an art school, you know, it's Cornish College of the Arts in Seattle. This is the first time I, I'm going to be in, in an environment where, you know, it's just constant, constant creativity being thrown at me. And and then I'll be forced to, you know, get with the system, you know what I mean? Like move with it and, and create even more and not just music. And that's the best part is that I'll be able to, to grow as an artist in other mediums, you know, with uh, you know, visual art, photography, film, theater, I'll be able to just really express and learn how to do it in a more clear way. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, 
So that'll put me graduated in like 2019 or something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, seven, that's seven years after graduation from high school. But it's how I see it is that, like, I can't wait. It's going to be, it's crazy just knowing that I have four years to to just continue to grow, focused, you know, and that's all mm-hmm. I have to do is focus on growing as an artist. You know, that's nice. that's beautiful to me. That's like, I'm so lucky for that. And, yeah, I can't wait. You know what? One Not thing, wait. Carter, that, that one, one thing that I really like about education, and that's always kind of kept me um, in in that seat, and and more recently, um, you know, you know, piqued my interest in wanting to become a teacher is because of all the different type of people who's in the classroom. You might have someone who might be a prodigy that might be 16 or 17 in the class, or just there just to take extra classes so that they can graduate out of high school or get a degree early, whatever the case is. Yeah, and then you might see those circumstances where you might have that 92-year-old lady who, you know, who's a widow who, you know, didn't graduate a high school because of what was happening in history um, at that mm-hmm. period of time, or or they were, you know, taking care of a family all those years. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say that education is one of those lifelong things. And, you know, you can say, oh, yeah, like definitely. you said, you said seven years after you graduated high school, um, I, I don't really think that there's a a timeline of when you should finish college. You know, if you're going to be like that senior in college for like 20 years and stuff, that's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But, I, I, yeah, you're just it like in like Ice Cube and higher learning, right? So, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, um, but... You know, like, like you said, it, it probably takes a little period of time for you to experience and understand what you want out of ed- education and stuff. And it sounds like you're on that track. Um, yeah, it's, try to it's do- empowering. It's, it, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Once, you're I, saying like, once you know what you, yeah, once you know what you want to do education-wise, then you start kind of putting yourself in position to to absorb it. That's what humans naturally do is just absorb whatever. If you really know what you're trying to do education-wise and know what you want to get out of it and know that you're going to grow, you know, you're going to just jump into it and just, I, don't, I feel so good about it, you know, like, right. it's right. crazy. I never thought right. this way about school. I've always hated school. But now hmm. I feel like it's, it's like perfect. It's I don't know. It's weird. Nice. And it's all about so for a lot of knowing people, what I want to do. Right, and, and and I think that's important in life, man. Finding what your strength is in is and and doing it. Um, for a lot of mm-hmm. those youngsters who just graduated out of high school, and you know they they're kind of coming from that area of comfort of, you know, kind of understanding that system, but now they're going into a a bigger uh, environment, a larger environment where you're not going to get that one-on-one time, where you're not going to, you know, have, you know, like 10 other people in your class. You might have like a couple hundred people in the other class. Um, Or you might have questions about, you know, what do I really want to do in college? 
Is there anything that you can tell them right now on, you know, how to prep themselves or how to, you know, uh, get their mind ready for college? Oh, um, I guess, I guess if I was going to talk to myself coming out of high school to like 18 year old me, I would say, just be open, just be ready to just, just learn as much as you can from everything, not just in the classroom, but from everything, because it's all part of college. College is not, you know, your 15 credits you took. College is the whole experience of everything that you're doing. So I would say to be extremely mindful of that and um, be open and be ready to just to grow. This is your time to, to, to grow and to plant seeds and see what you like, see what you don't like, see what works for you. That's what it's all about is what works for you. You know, you'll make mistakes, but there are no mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to, everything that you do is going to lead to where you're going to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years, you know? Like, you see it as a mistake, you start getting into self-doubt and you stop stop trying to do more things. You start limiting your experience. So, I say do whatever you can to not limit your experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 19. Quite frightening. Hype beast. Don't like me. Swing and I miss no Nike. My psyche is high and mighty. I'm in charge of electric extra current. Better fashion permit. Flip the bird, but I bet they blur it. Fuck that. Best believe my letters cursive. Kanye with that same font. My competition way soft. Better make sure that my cage lock. All of y'all can get chain chopped. I'm smoking on that brain right. Think my thought train stopped. I hit it like a baseball and I kick it. Don't take calls. Three, two, one, take off. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Only speaking space talk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Only speaking space talk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Only speaking space talk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Outside of lines when I jaywalk. Only speaking space talk. I write it down, I hope it matters, I'm just Somewhere up in Saturn, I'm stuck This life is such a habit for us We trying to eat, but the cabin is shut And they don't give a fuck They going for self, and they enjoying their wealth And I need soil to grow I got that light in my eyes Turn your oil to smoke Man, I went left, had the fork in the road Hope the fortune will fall. I'm just torching the drone, no portion control. When trouble comes knocking, I don't open the door. What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Yeah. Life's a world of words, and I'm a nerd. I got my glasses and my collar.
another shirt You know I put the dollar first You know I put a lot of work Sick dick, got your girl on this thermometer uh, Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Only speaking space talk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Only speaking space talk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Outside the lines when I jaywalk Homie speaking space talk outside the lines when I jaywalk. Yeah. Outside the lines when I jaywalk. Outside the lines when I jaywalk. Only speaking space talk. Greetings, you're a human. I am no longer what you are. We strong, it moves cars. Free speech, write new bars. I'm in my room watching Harold and Kumar. And tomorrow I'm gonna need to cop some more. Life's a rocky road, as sweet as it is cold. The team can't win if I play alone. Staring at heaven, afraid of coach. Little big L, I'm in the danger zone And I swear I heard his ghost talk He said, you just gotta keep pushing Don't stop, so I won't stop Like a broke clock In the middle of the city in a taxi cab In a traffic jam without half a plan Got a knack for that, gotta get back to my habitat Mass attack, massive snaps I'm a satellite There's none left, the bragging rights Appetite, and I packed the mic To pacify you as I pass the time You pass proper, what's after life? Outside the lines when I jaywalk, outside the lines when I jaywalk, outside the lines when I jaywalk, only speaking space talk. Outside the lines when I jaywalk, outside the lines when I jaywalk, outside the lines when I jaywalk, only speaking space talk. Only speaking space talk. So mm-hmm. I noticed in a lot, a lot of your music, you talk about this reality that you're trying to create, that you're creating for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And let, let's talk about that a little bit. So how many, uh, I remember back in the days, like right when you like were, was about to graduate high school, you had this one very cool song that I, that, you know, it, not to get all soft or anything like that. It touched my heart when I heard it because it hurt. What I heard and what I heard was a uh, young man who, who who discovered his passion, and you, it it sounded like you were with probably like a some you know other artists. Uh, one lady, one young lady was playing the violin, and then I believe there was an, a, was, another instrument. No, that was that was the homie's son on the violin. And that was uh, right. Michelle on the vocals on the on the hook. Right. Shout out to that them. That was it. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like y'all was like having a good time and stuff, man. Since then, what's been going on with you musically? Musically, um, that's all I do. You know, even when I'm at work, I got one earbud in <laughs> with either you know with with either beats playing or myself playing or you know other music playing. Just I'm always my mind never stops. Uh, working on music, like if I, um, it's just been a constant thing. It's 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 the only thing I'm I would always rather be doing. You know, is either either writing or or actually you know recording or mixing or whatever it is. I just love to do it. And as I get older and as my I guess I'm I'm 21 now. So as and I did what the Amazing Grace was when I was 18, I think. Mm-hmm. 
And you even performed that at your your graduation, right? Yeah, graduation. False. I can talk before I walk, and now I'm flying with the hawks of middle weight. Master troubles, don't look back or double take. Cause when you're in the ring of life, she really hits above the waist. I'm in the midst of all the hate, in the midst, but still I wait. Hope the waters will recede as I step on through the lake of fate. And away, it's sort of eerie how the cold one leaves me teary. I ain't old, but I'm weary. I won't succumb to fear because I won't let it need me. And I'm hoping that you hear me from the sidelines. Cheer, don't jeer me. Open my eyes and I see clearly. Mental note, here reads dear me. Greetings, I know you feel exposed, but you'll be way more ashamed to save your face. Stay in your lane and clean this race. Otherwise, he stays a waste. So listen while you lay awake and bathe in the amazing grace. So specific that I get up on the mic and rip it. Usually we forget a dream when we get up out of bed, but I get to live it. Now I'm in the place where I dream, and now it's more than lucid. I'm moving fluid. Proof is you can't ignore the music. See, I had to pause and look up at the mountain in my path. After I made it to the top, I looked down and laughed. Kept stepping and I made it to the promised land. Honest man, I do this for the looks on the faces of the folks who said I should stay away. But I know I can't perform on the stage if I stay afraid. So I swallowed the torch. My belly got a blazing flame. So knock me down. You know my name remains. I was a slave to the pain. I wish that the chains would break so I could get away and bathe in the amazing grace.
Once again, you are listening to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, and we've been talking to Carter Wilson. Uh, he is a, a young person right now who is uh, going through life, experiencing life, going to colleges. Also, he is a entertainer. He goes by the name of Captain Fee. My question is, uh, what is the music industry right now like, man? Are you, like, under a label? Are you doing everything solo, independently? I see that you have a lot yeah, of uh, material online. Yeah, everything's independent. Um, it's just mm-hmm. and my brother and my other brother down in L.A. It's just, uh, yeah, it's all independent. Um, yeah, it's, I mean... It'd be cool to be on a label, I guess, for distribution purposes. But, um, yeah, besides that, like, what does a label bring to the table? It's it's kind of like the stage I'm at since I don't have – nobody really knows about me up here in Seattle. Uh, so it's kind of like I got to get back into the old school way. I got to pretend it's 1989, you know, and I got to get out and meet people and show the music and do it on the ground. You know, a lot of times people think you got to stay on the computer – to do it, you can't you can't really do nothing on the computer. You got to really get out. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's it's fun. It's like a I see it like a big game to me, and that's what keeps me excited about life. Is you know the task at hand. Like, what can I do? I'm always doing something towards the goal. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as long as I'm as long as I'm working, I can't be mad at whatever outcome. Whatever happens, will you know? But I'm gonna do what I can to make sure my material is undeniable, make sure it's real, make sure I like it, make sure it's me, and that's all I can hope for. So where, uh, yeah. what is what is your latest project that you're working on? My latest project, uh, you want to do the official, the official title reveal? I'll do that. It's called, it's called Bong Bouquet. It comes out, I don't know yet. But yeah, it's, um, it's basically the concept of it revolves around the monomyth. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. So it's like the hero's journey. It's the archetype for most stories um, about history, whether it, whether that's uh, you know uh, Jesus Christ, that's like the story of of um, of dying. And resurrecting and coming back it's, it's basically that idea and if you look at that as the archetype that story has been told time and time again in a variety right. of ways including like Star Wars uh, <laughs> Lion King you know just for some examples where you have the main hero and they get first they get a call to action and then they end up their journey takes them down to you know the underworld the belly of the beast and where then when they're in the belly of the beast, they have to, you know, fight the beast. But this usually is fighting their own demons. And then after that, they're able to reemerge and come back to where they started with all new knowledge gained. So my project is basically about that. And, um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it's real cool. It's a real good piece of music, being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to gas my stuff up, but it's it's good. I feel really good about it. And um, I have it's all original production. Uh, I've uh, worked with the female vocalist on a couple other tracks. Yeah, it's gonna be cool when it when it's finally together. It's in, it's like eighty five percent finished at this point. 
So what's what's your process, man? Do you actually uh, create the actual beat or the, the music, um, and then you go ahead and write to it, or do you write and then you go ahead and mold the music around it? Um, I don't produce beats. I'm trying to learn to. I'm trying to learn how to, but it's it's such an involved process. I don't have. I haven't really given myself time to do that yet. So I've been just focused on, um, you know. Uh, lyrics and deliveries and things like that. But my process when it comes to to making songs, um, either, you know, I'll get a bunch of beats in my email from different producers or I'll get, I'll stumble upon, you know, like a beat tape and then I'll hit the producer up and what works on. Um, yeah, and usually if I, I, I usually know really quick if I'm going to use the beat or not because as soon as, I, as soon as it starts, I'll get some words, and if not, then it's next. You know what I mean? So it's, um, when I write, it's it's really, like, I try to not ever force it because when I force it, it's not. I feel like anytime you're trying to force what you're saying or if you're thinking about what you're saying too hard, it's not your real words. You know, you're trying to, like, twist them in a certain way. So when anytime you're just talking and not thinking, that's when that's when stuff really gets like the true essence of what you're trying to say comes out. So um, mm-hmm. not to say that I don't like sit and consciously think and write a lot, but uh, I found that my best work comes when I just get, I guess, the zone <laughs> and just write. And the next thing I know, it's like three hours later and I have like six verses and I got to go back and choose what I want to do. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's different every time. It's not even... I can't even say it's like a real process. Like sometimes, uh, like on the Captain C E P, the Me Time song, when I okay. did that, I didn't write that at all. I just kind of pieced it together. Like I recorded, um, and I was listening to it to the beat, and then I added some vocals into it, like some random part, like a minute and thirty seconds in, and then like that sounds cool. And I started just building from there. And just, yeah, I didn't write anything for that. I just, I just pieced it together. And it, was, it was fun. That was the best, uh, I guess, the best I felt during the recording process ever because... You were, you were saying that, you know what, I always found that, I was always intrigued by that. I know that there's, like, great producers um, or beat makers like your Dre or, like, your Pharrell. Um, and then, like, a lot of local cats in the Bay Area that just strictly work on the beat aspect of it but there's many other aspects of making music right there's the the creating the beat there's writing the music there's the production um and then of course there's the you know aspect of actually getting that music is it just that simple or is there more to it um I mean, it's really as simple as you make it, you know, so for me, it's, it's like if I don't think too hard, usually things just don't go with the flow, um, so I know like I did, I first started recording when I was like 15, and, and so just doing it over and over and over, I kind of learned how to mix over the years, even though I'm not, like I'm not a professional mixer, I don't, I'm not a sound engineer, you know, but I know how to, I know how to do it, kind of. <laughs> To a point where it doesn't sound bad, you know, so uh, I use Logic and GarageBand and Google, 
you know, just like I'd, I'd type in like, you know, how to just any random question. Like, like I, I learned about like high end, low end, mid, all that different stuff. Just on my own. I, I've always been like wondering what it would be like if I had somebody to teach me everything. Is there a lot of money in making music? Because you know, you see a lot of these guys on television, or you hear them on you know the radio talking about they have this, yeah. or you actually, and you know they're got all of the the, the latest gears, the three hundred dollar jeans, the five thousand yeah. dollar jackets, the, the bags, and you know, the jewels, yeah. and the cars, and all I think when I see that, I was like, man, that costs a lot of freaking money. Is there yeah. money to be made in in music right now? Um, yeah, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, it's just about about like it's directly correlated to how much work you put in. I mean, how I see it, I'm not. I mean, of course, there's there's certain market trends, you know, certain certain music that's out because it's hot right now that you won't see hot and you know by next year and by next summer but um mm-hmm. and because my music isn't like that isn't a market trend um the money i'll make is directly correlated to how how hard i grind and how much i want to push it and and you know how i put myself in position to to do it because especially being independent um there's no I don't get no advance from a label to to go buy a bunch of stuff to flex in a video. I gotta I gotta either shoot it myself, you know, or you know, wear my own clothes and all that stuff and really get out and, and really, you know, put myself out there. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's that's the fun part about it. I, there's nothing. I don't have no. Uh, I don't have any help. <laughs> you know, I gotta right. if I want to do it, I have to do it, and that's that's. That's great. So yeah, okay, this is it. So now I have my so, my task in hand. I gotta just do it. Right. So you have one hundred percent creative control, um, and that goes exactly. back to your earlier our earlier conversation talking about Captain C, right? The the master yeah. of my domain, the independence, uh, the the leader that I want to be. No one's uh, you know controlling what I do. This is this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be the best that I'm gonna do. Um, be yeah. the best that I'm going to be, and um, you know, and, and this this is all me. So that kind of goes back to what you're saying, and I and I really admire that about you. Um, you. What what would you say your 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 style is? My style, if, you um, know, for people who who never heard your music, um, I, I I have I have my my own opinion about it. Uh, but I like to get it directly from you. What what is your style of hip hop? My style of hip hop, uh, man. My style of hip hop is I just try to be real, you know. Like that's all I can say. Cause, um, like I mean, of course, it's a it's a it's a process of you know figuring out how I am as an artist and what I'm gonna. Uh, you know, like what I'm gonna be saying. You know, but as, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, all I can really say is that anything I'm saying is is how I absolutely feel and how I absolutely mm-hmm. see things. I'm not, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, make a song about something that's not happening. Uh, I would compare myself to, 
Uh, I don't know. I can't really. I can't really do that. Uh, I mean, what I try to, um, what I try to emulate, I guess, would be, um, because I, I study, I study hip hop, and I try to, you know, think about who's left certain marks on the game, and and mm-hmm. and uh, you know how how the artists have made people feel. So I look at Tupac. I look at um, Eminem. I look at Lil Wayne's work ethic. You know how he never stopped working. He's always working. So I try to I try to just always stay working. Um, I look at I look at Eminem just for the the way he rhymes words. <laughs> it's like it's ridiculous. It's not even he rhymes down. You know. So I've been trying to do that. You know, because then you have so much more to work with, and it's opening on another side of the, it's like taking one side of the paper and flipping it over, and you have a whole other fresh, you know, thing to write on. Uh, mm-hmm. I look at, I look at Nas, you know, back in the 90s, he was, like, when you listen to Nas, you know exactly what was going on in Nas' life, and what he was doing, where he was, and it was really real. Um, so I like it. I just try to be real. Yeah, Nasir Jones is probably one of my all-time uh, favorite. He's like the number saying. one of my top five. I saw him. I saw Nas live when I was, I was 18, and I was in the front. And when he did, he did one mic. I remember I was just standing there, with my mouth open, just, just frozen. To see him do, like I was, I was like, that's what I'm. That's, what it, that's how I knew I was trying to really, really, really do this. You know, like when I saw Nas doing one mic, I was like, oh my god, I got chills because that's that's what you want to. That's that's what it's about. Being able to speak to people and yeah, it's crazy. And you know, before our, our conversation today, I was just listening to some of your music here, and. You know, my son came in and I was playing. I was just like, you know what? That's kind of hidden, right? He was like, yeah. I was like, who do you think that is? He's like, is that Kendrick Lamar? I was like, no, that's 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 that's, that's Carter. He was like, what? Because of, of the, the way the way that you the, the rhythm of the, the the sound that you're making it, it's kind of like that same thing. But then also important is about the words because it's very conscious. Um, so really appreciate that you're not really talking about all of the, the bitches and hoes and degrading women but you're really trying to give mm-hmm. insight into what your reality is right now yeah I mean I feel like other people will talk about that and it's not it's not, not to say it's bad to talk about that that's, that's people it's part of people's lives you know part of their experiences but um, you know I'm just I'm me so I, I just talk about my experience and each person's right. experience is all part of the big picture of everything that we're all a part of so you know right everybody i feel like there's a lane for everybody to just say what's true to them and you know that's all right that's all i can that's all i can ever hope for right yeah. right man so let, let me ask you man um some some of the challenges in in, in music that you're facing right now Mm-hmm. Like like you said, you you you're doing everything. You're you're you're. Um, are are you are you making money? 
can you make money through iTunes? I see that you have your your website, which I like for you to go ahead and talk about the foreign company where you actually have yeah. um, your music and you know gallery of photos, um, you know information about the artists. Let's talk about that for yeah. a second. Uh, so, uh, money, yeah, there's, I guess, some songs on iTunes and whatnot, um, I mean, how I see it, I mean, obviously money's important, but I'd rather, you know, if, if we gave, if we said, okay, Carter, you can either have, you know, X amount of dollars, or you can have X amount of people listening, I'd rather have the people listening, you know, and if I could, I would do tons of free shows, you know, just because, if you think about it, the only reason shows cost money is because the venue needs money to, you know, host you and stuff. I mean, I would... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I was at a point where I had enough money to be comfortable, I would do free shows. Like, it was nothing. Like, you see these artists that already have money in the bank, millions of dollars in the bank, and they're doing shows that cost, like, you know, $85 a ticket. You're not even getting close seats. You're up in the, in the lawn watching it. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me. But, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, like, at this point, I guess we're not trying to monetize anything. We're trying to just get the word out, the message. You know, it's all about expression, being mm-hmm, yourself, mm-hmm. being human, creating. And uh, I just had to be an example of that. Um, like, I like the money that we do make, that, like, from people either buying the music or donating to whatever we're doing, that money just goes straight into the operating budget. and. Mm-hmm. That lets us, mm-hmm. you know, get new equipment and, you know, make sure our production value increases so that we're taking it seriously on the grand stage. And that's, that's really it, you know. Um, yeah, for the are, website, are you still doing shows? Uh, yeah, we're working on... I was working on music, trying to just get the music together before the shows. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're assembling a team up here getting ready to to start that probably in the fall because mm-hmm. um, we want to do more than we want to do more than just shows like more than just a hip-hop show we're trying to make it a real production because that's mm-hmm. that's what we think is going to be the next direction in uh in the live aspect of these of, of music is uh making a real production so imagine i have like about to like imagine I drop a, drop a project it's like forty minutes long right and then uh, instead of doing like a you know a thirty minute set list or something like that you really make it a production you have it a, you give it a like treat it like real theater you know what I'm saying and then right uh, then that gives the music more context and you're able to like really see it come to life so instead of you know focusing on you know going out and doing shows I'm trying to we're trying to like really tweak the overall production of the entire the entire piece, so that when we do right. go to do it, it's it's a, it's a real experience that we're creating for the for the people in attendance. Nice, nice. So, so they the getting into actually performing is that a difficult process? I mean, no, I'm sorry. It's actually performing in a venue. It's actually putting butts in seats, getting people there. Um, becoming, you know, being on the um, the undercard of, of someone that's major, um, is yeah. that is that a pretty tricky um, process itself? Um, well, not tricky. It's more about you gotta just know who to who to go to, and um, you gotta 
first you got to have quality music. You know, mm-hmm. you have something that'll get people interested. And then, uh, you know, once you're so even if I was opening for a big artist, that's fine. That's that's people are gonna as long as I come correct and do what I need to do, people are gonna remember. Oh, that was Captain C first. And that was cool. And then you know mm-hmm. you gotta just. You got to just know your place as an artist, too, and not take things personal and have an ego with it. Just get out there, perform what you do, share your craft, you know, share your material. And then if it's good, then they'll invite you back. They'll tell their friends. You can't. That's the thing. People forget it's an organic process. People need to actually like you. They got to actually want to hear what you're doing. And mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. that like stuff, they're going to they tell people what they like. That's how people interact. You know, I... You know, if I go to uh, if I go to Lococo's in Piedmont, you know, you been there before? It's Italian food. It's so good. It's so good. You know, but I'll, I'll tell you about it because I liked it. It was good. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, you know, so I feel like once once shows start happening and once we start getting out there, once the material is where it needs to be, it'll be quick because you know it's it's real. Real stuff doesn't. Where, where do you, where do you see the, uh, where, where do you see music going in the future? Um, I'm seeing music splitting off into shows, into two paths. Writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. It's gonna either be, there's gonna be a, a a stronger independent push, and then there's gonna be, as that independent push comes, you have the labels, they're gonna try to you know, control it even further and take as much money as they can from the independent acts. And so as things move forward, it's going to be this um, this split. So you'll be like, you know, like I guess the mainstream versus underground, but as people in the underground, the underground is basically going to, going to come to the surface is what I'm trying to say. And as that happens, you're going to and that's see, what I think that hip-hop is huh? actually headed right now because um, you hear like a lot of the older hip-hop artist. I was listening to Special Ed uh, just yesterday. He was a, another young mm-hmm. MC who actually started out real early uh, when he was 15. And um, he even knew back then with signing those contracts um, that you know the record company actually take about 85%, um, but then they actually take all their budget out of that remaining 15% of the artists, right? So those artists who actually yeah. got the cars, got the videos, and got everything else, there, that's actually getting taken out of that fifteen percent. Um, but then also mm-hmm. they, they they want the production aspect of it, but they also want those world. Uh, they want those publishing. Um, and his whole thing was, you know what? How, how are you going to take my publishing when you haven't wrote a dime? I mean, wrote a wrote one word on the page. If I'm writing yeah. everything, how you how you how you really going to take the whole thing? You didn't put any work into that. <laughs> so his whole thing okay. is now he's still a he's still a performer. He performs, uh, you know, at venues and performs live, have concerts, does concerts and shows. Mm-hmm. Um, his thing is it's all about being the independent because why give them the 85 the lion's share when, you exactly. know, if you do everything yourself, you keep 100% of that. And, and I think a lot of – right, right. You don't have to go in a direction that the label wants you to go into. Um, and I even believe like a lot of the artists like your like your Kendrick Lamars, like your Wiz Khalifas, um, a, a lot of uh, Sage and all those cats from the Bay Area, 
um, even E40 mm-hmm. and stuff, man, they do everything independently um, because they understand the business part of it. If you can go ahead and cut out the middleman and you just be the guy that handles, um, you know, the additional, you know, the, the writing, the production and the distribution, it's all you. That's exactly the situation I feel. I mean, cutting out the middleman. Mm-hmm. I've always been trying to cut out the middleman because mm-hmm. even when I was younger and uh, uh, thinking about going to the studio, studio costs, you know, like, let's say, there was one I used to go to, cost like 50 bucks an hour. And I was, I did that a couple of times, but I don't have money to do that. That's ridiculous, you know. So I decided I'm going to learn how to do it myself. And at first, obviously, it didn't sound good because you're still learning the ropes, but it's just repetition. Once you do it enough times, then you, uh, you know, you sort of, you sort of learn what sounds good. And now I don't have to go to the studio. So I mean, now it's like if I go to the studio, it's because I want to go to the studio to work with X, Y, Z, you know, to do whatever mm-hmm. in the studio. It's more focused, but it's not like I don't have to depend on the studio to to create, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, I, I get that. Absolutely. And, it, and once again, it goes back to Captain C, right? The origination of the independence, mm-hmm. being a leader, being a controller of your domain. So I really like this message that's continually popping up through our conversation here. Where? Yeah. Let's, let's, go, let's go ahead and just, uh, you know, kind of go off course a little bit. This is the rabbit hole. We go ahead and take, you know, yeah, yeah. turns and twists all, 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 all the through plunge. the conversation. <laughs> Plunge. Yeah. We're 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 just exploring. We we creating our own realities here. We're we're disseminating information through the internet, and I really appreciate you being a very gracious um, guest today. With today, with sharing so much information on you know your your perspective on college and um, you know joining programs, your your, your interest in really exper- experiencing life, and then the process of actually making music of, you know, creating your own and stuff, man. And this is this is really um, the heart of this show, of really giving um, others information through our own experiences, right? There might be another person right now who just graduated out of high school. They're listening to your words, and they're, and like you said, you know, be open to new experiences and stuff. That might trigger some in their mind to look at the college experience a little different. They're not looking at it. Let me just go to school, do my homework, go back home and work. They might now just go ahead and take that advice, go to college and really be open to the experience of college and stuff because really that's what it's all about, that college experience and stuff, right? So let's go ahead and take a turn left, left turn here. And let's just go ahead and just talk about what some of your favorite pastimes is? We know that you're, you know, you're. I, I would consider you almost a scholar, uh, uh, yeah, Carter. Okay. Just from listening to your music, you can tell that you do your research, that you read a lot, that you that you really um, you pay attention to stuff, man. I would definitely call you a scholar. Um, what's your What's your favorite pastime when when you're not creating music, when you're not studying? Mm, favorite pastime. Uh, I like to play basketball. I haven't played in a minute because my knees are jacked up. <laughs> but, yeah, that used to be what I'd always do, play basketball. So eventually I'll be able to get back on the court and get my jump shot back together because I know it's probably nasty looking at the moment. But, um, yeah, uh-huh. besides that, I like to I, li- <laughs> I like to read. Um, I, like to, I like to watch 
I like to watch TV. Um, I'm watching uh, Game of Thrones and House of Cards right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I just recently well, started what? playing chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know One you like to play. I know I used to be the chess master. Forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to. I want to get good. I'm, I'm starting to uh, play against the computer. Play against some of my homies on the uh, chess with friends. <laughs> but yeah, chess mm-hmm. is chess is cool because it makes you think. You know, I love doing stuff that makes me think. You know. Yes. Uh, and so, what like was the last outside. book you read? <laughs> the last book I read. Um, I just reread The Alchemist last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right now I'm reading this book. It's called uh, Atlas Shrugged. It's for a scholarship. But, you know, this book right here, it's like 1,200 pages. No, 1,000 pages. And it's like the text is like the Bible small. You feel me? So it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm only like 30 pages into it. And I've been, I've been reading this for like two months. But, yeah, I'm trying to get through that by the end of the summer. Nice, nice, man. What's your favorite snack? My favorite snack? Uh, man, candy. I love candy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like sour candy. Like them sour punch mm-hmm. straws. I like, I like Zowers. Mm-hmm. Mike and Ike Zowers, you feel me? Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. I love candy. I'm always eating some candy. What's your favorite technology or application? Favorite technology? Um, I think uh, I mean, you look at the iPhone. <laughs> iPhone is crazy. You know, just all the stuff it can do when you like. I don't know, like the the camera on it. I can I can just be in the car, roll the window down, and take a picture or whatever, and then edit it later. Like while I'm on the toilet or something, you feel me? And I can just. <laughs> by the time I'm done, it's like a nice little picture, and I can do whatever I want with it. It's, mm-hmm, I don't know. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just having a lot at your at your disposal, like right at your fingertips to do whatever you want with. And as you see the technology change as we get into the future, it's going to be even more. It's going to have way more control over your imagination. I feel like mm-hmm, so. It's cool. Mm-hmm. If I was to throw a term, I want to go ahead and throw a term at you real quick. I like for you to just go ahead and describe it on your own. The term is Afrofuturism. You can go ahead and put a definition to that. Afrofuturism? Yes. I'm not really familiar with it. What do you mean? Like, what do I think it is? Yes. Um, I don't know, like the future of of African? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. When I, you know, I've been doing lately over like the last probably two years, there's this theory called future thought. Um, And it's about really um, understanding um, or actually looking, projecting the future. You know, know, the technologies that will get us from Earth into space um, and the technologies that will enable us to actually stay on or live on other planets. Like right now, there's this big thing called Mars One, where uh, yeah. I believe NASA, you heard of Na- Mars One, right? Where they picked 100 yeah. people um, to actually go to space and actually create a colony. 
And once they go to space, uh, they're not coming back. So they're actually they selected 100 people. Actually, two of those people are actually from the San Francisco Bay Area. And one of those two is actually African-American woman. Um, but, you know, they, they chose people from all walks in life, all walks of life. I believe originally uh, probably over, uh, I think about like 50,000 people applied. So they actually picked 100 people. And then starting, I believe, in the next couple of years, they'll start sending, you know, eight people off at a time. And then every couple months, every six, seven months, they'll go ahead and send another group of people. And all everybody's uh, responsibility is, once they get up there, is to build and develop a colony, right? So, uh, TV show. <laughs> yeah, right? So you, you, you think yeah. about it. Um, but then there's a term called Afrofuturism, which is one of my professors. He actually is working on the Futurism 2.0 right now. And that's basically the concept of African people of African descent in the future. What's our place? What 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 are mm-hmm. we what are we doing towards that, right? Because everything that's being yeah. created, uh, we can't say that it's being created for us. Um so it's important mm-hmm. that us and especially individuals like yourself who's in the younger uh, generation, um, to really, uh, you know, really create and um, create something that's sustainable that will go into the future, no matter if it's your music, no matter if it's the concept of, you know, how people can, you know, drink water or, you know, provide water or, you know, create create vegetables out of, you know, whatever they can so that it's sustained in 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now. So on and so forth. Yeah. So it's you know that that Afro is part of the African American culture and the concept of Afrocentricity, right? And then that futurism yeah. is the the concept of the future and what's going to happen in the future. Okay. So with that said, man, thanks again, Carter, for um, your time this morning, man. It, it was a pleasant, pleasant. Um, experience in talking to you, man. You have a lot of great ideas, and I want to wish you the very best of luck, man, in everything that you do. I know that you're going to go ahead and make a mark on this world. Um, you definitely have the talent. You definitely have the passion, and you most definitely have the intellect. You're a very uh, uh, smart individual, man. I want you to continue to play um, to your strengths and stuff, and I know that you're doing that. Thank you. For those Thanks for having me on your show. Anytime, man. From the social media uh, standpoint, how can people reach you? Um, well, if you have my number, you can always call. I'm always I answer the phone if I know you. <laughs> I don't answer calls that I don't know the number. But um, people that don't know me, um, uh, let me think. The website, foreigncompany.com, you know, you can send a contact form. My email, captaincmusic at gmail.com. My Facebook page, facebook.com slash captaincmusic. Yeah, I mean, you can leave them. I think if you go on the Facebook page, you're able to, um, to write on the wall on the page. So if that is, yeah, that's something I think that's, yeah. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, you can do that. You can just leave a message there and open. I'm always um, ready to engage in conversation about whatever. And you spell Captain C C 
C-A-P-P-A-I-N-C-Y. Uh, and then yes, also sir. for your website that you've developed, Foreign Company, and that company is spelled with a K. So that's Foreign, F-O-R-E-I-E-N-K-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. And i like to uh, tell all my listeners to definitely check out this young man's work. He's in the very beginning stages of something great. Um, definitely. Uh, and then also another very interesting point that I like to make here. Once you actually go to the music link, this website is actually put together very well, Carter. Um, I like to commend you on that. His music is here for free. You can listen to it for free. You can download it for free. He has videos on YouTube. Go ahead and put a uh, search on YouTube for Captain C, and his uh, videos will come up. You will you will very much enjoy them. Um, and then the music, he actually has 14 songs on here for free. Why go to iTunes right now and spend 99 cents per song? Listen to this young man. Become a fan of his. And follow him and follow his movement because he's not going anywhere. As you can tell from his voice, he is very passionate um, and, and he's going he's going to go far in this. And especially once he gets through college and, you know, um, you know, learn these new tips and techniques of, uh, you know, delivering art through media. Um, I, I can just see this, this great things to come from him. So once again, we were talking to uh, Carter Wilson, a.k.a. the Captain C, the controller of his domain, the controller of his reality, the leader of himself. So thanks again, Carter, for uh, joining us on the Rabbit Hole podcast. Um, and for others, hey, thank you. You're welcome, Carter. And for listeners who have ideas for the show, um, please contact me directly at Shane Hare at Shane Hare. I'm sorry, Shane at ShaneHare.net. Um, I'm always interested in hearing your input on how we can make the shows. If you want to become a guest on the Rabbit Hole podcast, please reach out to me. You can also reach us through the Facebook uh, Facebook group. The Rabbit Hole Podcast. You'll see all of our latest and greatest interviews. Uh, you can also reach us through, find us on Blog Talk Radio under the Rabbit Hole Podcast. So, as always, thank you all for listening. And I really appreciate your time. And as we always say, be curious of life and always discover new experience and envision yourself in the future. Peace. This is the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Peace. Wake up in the morning and I open up the window. Grab my bong and I load me a big bong. Burning on the loud, man, my life is a crescendo. Yo, I've been distracted, really only giving half. But I'm back to rapping, bet you wish I was really whack. Wish you could say shit to get me mad. <laughs> I laugh at that. Like a magic trick, take the weight of my words in a black backpack, try to balance it. Like a challenger, this is battleship, and I see outside of the game board. Got a dollar in a dream. I'ma get way more.
more than I pay for it, so make noise. I'm juice for this, but I don't take roids. I'm hungry, the boy got a mixtape worm on my cape on. Fresh out of that phone booth, trying to show you that I'm gon' do what I won't do when I say so. Pick it up when the pace slow. Right tracks in class, no taking notes. My grades approach the danger zone. Uh, but I still graduated though. Got a toast for all of those who paved the road for my successes. I ignore the consequences 'cause I'm kinda reckless. What's in store is nothing I can guess. They tell me live in the present, but I think out the box. Won't regret the seconds. I learned to doubt the clock. Didn't pass physics, but I know what's up is bound to drop. I spend many nights awake counting flocks of sheep trying to sleep, but I close my eyes and wake up on a mountaintop without a dream in no direction. The notion that I never know success is so depressing. I just won't accept it. I hope the poems show the message. Lyrical mirror, behold reflection as I attempt to perfect perception. Second guessing my first impression. As I burn this letter, hope the flow's interesting. 'Cause in my head it is the benefits of unedited rhetoric. I'm afraid to be repetitive. I pretend it isn't great. Wake and bake, but the strain is like a sedative. Bless, thank God for my medicine. Wake up in the morning and I open up the window. Grab my bong and I load me a big bowl. Running out of loud, man, my life is a crescendo, and I ain't got no window. I pray that today be a great day. I pray when I drop it, nigga, make waves. Yeah. I pray I never change lanes. I pray that I stay pure. But if I said I did that first verse like a year ago, and I thought I lost myself, but I realized the mirror broke. And I know that they don't fuck with me, but they fear my soul. And they hear that growth, and they know that I ain't here alone. So I ain't here to boast and brag, but now I'm brandishing my rapping like a manic maverick, javelin, jabbing abdomens of my demons. They screaming when I be laughing, scheming when I pack and snap this abstract that I'm tapping in is miraculous. But the miracle is a magic trick. Blame it on the acid. I'm a sapling in the backseat of this vehicle called a black kid. This traffic I've been trapped in like a bad trip in my rap flip. I'm Oscar in the trash bin. I'm awkward when I'm acting, so acting ain't an option. I was whacked in, but you watched it. That was back when I was practicing, 'cause I wasn't bad, but now I got this. I love the way my path twists. Thank God that I walked it. That was fat snaps on fat snaps on fat snaps, and that's too real. Mad bars in the mood chill. Cap asking how you feel. My truth spills, my troops kill, so I don't rap for no coupe bill. Matter of fact, I'm a crash that captain's he cashed in. Hit the booth like a lab rat. Young boy been about that action, and I wake up in the morning and I open up the window. Grab my bong and I load me a big bowl. Running down the loud, man, my life is a crescendo, and I ain't got no window. And I ain't got no window. Been.